Thank you for the wonders your work is doing in our lives. Thank you for diverse miracles taking place this morning. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone who wants to succeed in life must be obedient. The proud do not succeed. Proud people are infested by maggots. But the obedient will always succeed. It doesn't take God much to do what he wants to do. It takes one that is obedient. Obedient to divine instructions. That is what makes a man succeed. The difference between two Christians is a level of obedience. Because the same word was spoken, but some refused to mix the word with what? With faith. The same word, the same power. We are in the apostolic era. People think we are in the prophetic. They don't understand. We left that one long ago. See, the sons of Issachar, the Bible says, had what? Understanding of the times. That even though their number was small, they were small in size, they were ahead and top and in charge. Why? They understood the time. They saw when the era of uh, Saul had come to an end. They saw it. That Saul's era had come to an end. It was time for a new leader. And that leader was David. They risked their lives to identify with David. They understood the times. This body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, is, 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 is based on spiritual movements. And if you are not sensitive enough, you will be dancing where you're not supposed to dance. So people think we are in the prophetic era. We passed that one long ago. Long ago. We are in the, prof- in the apostolic era where instructions are issued and those who want to fly go by the instructions. It does not mean that there are no prophets. No. But the era of the prophetic that has now seized many people and made them crazy and have made them to abandon the word of God and are listening to tunes that happens on their inside and give prophecies that have no legs. That one ended long ago. That was a moment of revival for the church. And the church is in its apostolic age because Christ is coming soon. We are putting the foundations back in order. That is what is obtaining now. You are in your house, you hear people drumming. 
You don't know where the drums are going to and you start dancing in your house. What are they shouting about? You don't even know. So anyone that gets born again today, tomorrow he is at Achaia Mountains looking for power to be a prophet. Ask him something about scriptures he doesn't know. And when he gets revelation, he runs with the revelation. Your mother's sister is the one causing this trouble. And that thing doesn't have any foundation in the body of Christ. We are in the apostolic era. I went visiting the foundations yesterday. I went checking the foundations and I saw, it says the church was established on the doctrines of what? Of the apostles and the prophets. Not the kind of prophets, the many that we are seeing now. There are prophets. There are prophets in the nation. There are prophets in the church. But not the kind that we are seeing now. Not so-called prophets who are led by the, what they call the Holy Ghost to be, to be, to be demonstrating amorous relationships in church. That you carry somebody's wife to go and bump the person. You are a prophet. The day the fire will fall, many shall be consumed. Many. When I hear them talk, I just laugh. And in their estimation, if you are not in that circle... You are not anointed. Have I not told you before that one day in community 12, I mean community 2, several years ago in Tema, I went out on my normal fried rice eating, I mean fried um, yam eating, and then I saw one drunkard. At that time in Tema, the broadest street was the one in the community 2. That was the broadest in Tema. And the man was so drunk, he was swinging from one side of the road to the other. And he was shouting, I'm the president. I, I can never forget that one. I am the president. When the back is coming, stop! The president is moving. You needed to see the confidence with which the man was speaking. I'm the president. And when I talk, everybody must keep quiet. Stop that car! The president is moving. I'm telling you, it was a scene. I just, I stood somewhere and I watched the man. In fact, the two of us were going together. I had to see, uh, follow him and understand his principles. As far as he was concerned, he was the greatest person on this earth. He called the same ones who were walking by the roadside mad people. Yes! Basi, you are opening your mouth. I'm not saying it now. And then a car almost ran into him. When the driver jumped brakes, he looked at the man. He said, you don't understand. You want to hit the president. I'm telling you, community too. This Tema. Where is Tema self? Uh, somewhere there. Now, that is what is happening now. A man who is on the path of destruction thinks he's on the right track. And if you don't follow him, you are lost. But the people who do know their God, 
they shall be what? Strong. And they shall do what? Exploits. The people who do know. Not those who knew their God, but those who do know their God. Now. Yes. Knowing God, not for fun, but knowing him intimately and walking with him. <laughs> if anybody told you that we are in a concert in church, advise the person to go look for his Bible again. We are in the apostolic age. I was invited to a program, um, Sinclair's uh, program, and they kept on saying one thing, one word again. The fathers are no longer there. The fathers are there. But the children have no ears to hear. Not that they don't want to hear, but they have no ears to hear. Go and ask them where their ears went to. The fathers are there, but some fathers are arm robbers who want to oppress the children. Whichever way it goes, we are in the apostolic era. We take instructions. <laughs> I can do it by myself. It's a very interesting issue. I like people like that. We watch you do it. Those that consider themselves as weak, they take any instruction that comes. They don't care. It's not grammar. It is not what? Grammar. It is divine order, divine instruction. And he said, I will take it. When the apostles were talking and talking and talking and talking, Ananias and Sapphira, man and wife, they sat in their homes and they were marking what they were saying. What has Peter got to show to us? Simple thing. I have a land. When I sell it, I give you what I want. You have no right to ask me how much I got it. How much I sold it for? No, you have no right. And yet there was somebody called Barnabas and several others also who just heard what was said and they went out to do it. And at the end, we saw the difference. Barnabas was not among the apostles originally. If you like, he was like an errand boy. But one whose heart for God was very large and very committed. Whatever they told him, he went there. That man was wealthy, but he wasn't ruled by his money. He was ruled by God. As long as God has hold of you, your money is in his hands. The problem, the reason why you find it difficult to use your money for the kingdom is that you have the money and God is looking for you. God is what? Looking for you to have you. The day God gets you, he will not ask you for your money because your money is already in his hand. It is an apostolic issue. Barnabas releases himself and then the next thing we hear he became an apostle. Very prominent. 
in fact, more prominent even than some of the original apostles of Jesus Christ. Very prominent. Where are you going? Hmm? Where are you going that you are so much in a hurry? Where are you going? Too much book has made you crazy. When you talk, we say it's not logical. You see, you are behind time. Logic ended long ago. As far as this thing is concerned, logic is not accepted in this context. We don't do logic here. Everything is upside down when you come this way. We are not normal. We are normal people. So you don't use normal standards to check us and see how far we are going. They say one plus one is two. We say one plus one is one. What kind of nonsense is that? But that's how it is. The more you pile it, the more you get. They say the more you throw away, the more... Ah! What kind of people are these people? It is an apostolic issue. Now that doesn't appeal to your understanding. It appeals to your faith. It appeals to what? I have always told my people, remove yourself from this issue. And let it be God alone. Remove yourself because it don't matter. Yours is to allow yourself that God, here am I. Whatever you want to do with me, I'm here. Do that with me. Glory to God. There was this small book that I want you to buy. Last week I brought it, but I forgot. Very small book. By E.W. Kenyon. Signpost on the road to success. I'll quote something from here for you, and that will be the beginning of my teaching this morning. Very brief one. Very brief one. Now, it is, when you have the book, it is page 23. You have within you all of the qualities and elements that are necessary to make you a success. You have what that one where? Within you. Your chief work is the development of the thing that your new creation. He says that nature has already given you. But I'm saying your new creation status has already given you. Yours is to nurture and get it developed. But whatever it takes for you to operate as a successful person is inside you. And that's why we are saying that I'm a success. We are success because we carry everything. But this morning I'm presenting three personalities to you. Inspired from this statement. Listen to me. If you take this book and you make every day one chapter as your devotion, by the time you go through the book, you will come back and tell us something here. I'm telling you. Glory to God. Father, thank you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. To succeed is your personal responsibility. Amen. Now, Genesis chapter 1. From verse 1 to 3. A passage that you are so much acquainted with. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And, 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 and that process continued unto the end of that chapter. Now, God created the heavens and the earth. And whatever God desired to have in the heavens and the earth were already invested. They were there. Your God did not just come about and create an empty heaven. No. Everything that was to be was inside. We are told that the earth was in a very bad shape. One day, when we check and you have grown much, we will teach on that element. What brought about the challenge of the earth. So that when you see the same thing happening in your business, you won't close down the business. You are into a particular business and suddenly the government makes an announcement that affects that work and you say, I've closed it down. Is it the government that told you to do the business? If God spoke, no matter what is happening, everything will turn around for your good. Everything. We'll find time one day to look at those things. What I'm saying we'll find time is that it's not something you can hit casual and then go. We have to do a very thorough work. Amen. Right. Now, verse 26. Verse 26. Can we read together? Go. And then God said, Let us make man in our image. The next one. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 28. And God bless him. And God bless him. He will put forth and multiply. Male and female, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the earth. Let's pause and do a little talking. In verse 1, 
of Genesis, in the beginning, before the beginning began, God had programmed to have the heaven and the earth. Now somebody will ask me, oh, so where was God staying? He was staying in himself. Amen. Before, before things began to happen, he was already there and he was in himself. The self-existing one. The one who was not created by any, but all things were made by him. He had a complete picture of what he wanted to obtain in life. No place could contain him, not even what he created. That is what makes you a mystery. And the Bible says as a new creation, you have the totality of God on your inside. It makes you a mystery. Because even his creation, the earth could not contain him. The heavens could not contain him. He filleth all in all. But you carry him. And if you are carrying this God, why do you think you should fail? We have been so much tutored to see the parts that are existing in our, what we call our bodies. So, so when there's a dissection, we see intestines and all manner of organs and we think those are the things that are inside us. No. That is why when they say your blood level has gone low, Within one hour, two hours, it shoots up. Why? There is nothing that exists on your inside that controls the blood level. The doctors will not accept this one. But thank God for their consistency in learning. Because they keep on discovering. The only misfortune is that the ones who are discovering may not see all before they die. But we, we have seen it from the beginning, the end. He showed us what is there. There is what produced the blood. It is not any copper zeal or copper gill or whatever they call it. That's what man is trying to understand. So forget about men when they talk against you. They are only trying to understand you. Because they can never know you. Do you know why? I'm going to show you that one. You know it, but you have put it aside. It has become something very sublime on your system. God carried the entirety of creation in him and he let them out. One after the other. But the area I want to take note of is this. There was God. There was his spirit. And there was his word. When there was confusion, the Bible says the Spirit of God hovered upon the deep. When he is there, the fire must fall. When he is there, the warmth must be released. When he is there, every disorder is healed. When he is around and operating, everything falls in place. But God had to speak out. 
after the Holy Ghost had done its work, the, the Lord spoke the word. The word of God is a seed. And it carries seeds. The Holy Ghost comes upon the word and fertilizes the seeds that are inside the word. And then we see the manifestation. I pray to God this morning that you will understand the things we are talking about. He said in a very simple term, he said the entrance of the word, that's what? It gives what? The entrance. And brings what? Light. Understanding. To the simple. The entrance of the word. So, so the word carries what? Life. It carries light. It carries understanding. And when it enters into a person, there's a transformation. Those are the seeds. And then the Holy Ghost comes upon the seeds and they begin to show forth. So in your walk in success, or your walk of success, you should understand these principles. They are major issues. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and you. And who? What is my capacity? What is my capacity? What do I carry? What is in me? Verse 26. Let us make man in what? Our image. According to our likeness. For the man to be able to have dominion, the image of God must be present. The likeness of God must be present. So what is in the man? I will ask you a question. What is the image of God? And what is the likeness of God? What is in the man? Let us make him in our image. So what is God like? What is the capacity of God? What is he able to do? So if he created a man in his image and after his likeness, then the man carries equal potential. You carry equal, the equal potential you made in the image. The image here is not that God's face. He has one long nose and he has one short mouth. And he, his ears are, are like the, you know, that's not a thing. That when he appears, it is definite that this is God. One day I was doing a teaching on evangelism and I said, rescue his image from the mud. That's several years ago. Stop calling them prostitutes. Go and bring out God's image from the mud and from the brothels. Go and bring them out from the drinking halls. Bring the image of God out of destruction. But those people are not ordinary people. They were created in the image of God. They bear the image of God wherever they go to. And as long as they keep on in that circle of destruction, the devil is rejoicing. The devil is rejoicing. So when you see somebody who in your own estimation is a sinner, 
and you are only talking about the sinner, and you don't make any move to bring the person out, you are, dis- you are doing a disservice to the image of God. That when people look at you, they must see God. He created us in his image and after his likeness with the capacity to do the things that God does. That's who we are. Hallelujah. So find out what the image of God is. He said, I'm the Lord. I'm what? I am the Lord. He will talk and they say, I am the Lord. Hey, this God is too proud. It's mostly now, I am the Lord. Who says you are not? I am the Lord. He says, say you are a new Christian. He said, I must be modest. He said, I change not. That which I want to see, I make it happen. What I want to see, I make it happen. The Bible says he said and he saw. And he evaluated and said it's very good. And you are created in that image. That whatever you begin, you must complete. When it's not happening like that, get angry. And speak to their situation. Inject the word into that situation. Because you are made in his image. How, how wonderful. Look at the way God introduced himself to us. <laughs> my spirit and my word. Those are my instruments for effectual performance. My spirit and my word. And when he gave birth to us, it was by his spirit. We are born of the spirit of God. And then we are baptized in the spirit again. The same way Jesus was born. The conception was of the spirit. And then he was baptized again. In the spirit. The same way. Our problem is. This mentality. Of a person who was born a slave. And has been set free with papers showing that you are free. But the years of abiding in slavery has changed his thinking and his orientation to that of a slave. And he doesn't come out of that thing immediately. Many of us, we have that problem. What we were into before we got saved. That people knew that we were there. Even when we get saved. It takes a long time for us to come to understanding. That we are different people. So the confidence to do things for God. Takes time to come up. Why should it be so? Anybody looking at you say the person is remembering what I was before. Until you are able to damn that thing. Once I was blind, but now I see. How can you tell a person who is seeing that he's blind? Once I was blind, but now what? I 
I see. So people don't identify with blindness again. Why do you still think that people know you are a prostitute or you were a prostitute before? Why do you think so? Check everybody that is here. All the men of God who are talking everywhere, check them. Ask them where they were before they came to the Lord. Ask them where they were. If you hear some of their stories, before I say, Obetumwa Fenyam, any brothel. When you listen to their cases, an armed robber was, was, was arrested by God. He arrested him. The moment he arrested him, he forgot about who he was. But he remembered one thing, the boldness with which he was doing armed robbery. That one he remembered and brought it home. Short time in the, in the terrain and change everything. No schooling. A stark illiterate. But when the Holy Ghost came, he submitted himself to the Holy Ghost. And everything changed. That man was the one who would follow one way. And police would stop him and say, you don't know your work. There are only few people who are permitted by law to go on the one way. He said the president and his people, doctors, and he mentioned something. And he said, I'm all. I'm what? I'm all. I'm president. And he says, I am a healer by Christ. I'm already on duty. I'm, somebody is dying that must be rescued. I'm following one way. Say, why are you following this one way? Who, who must follow it? And they, they left him. I wasn't, I didn't never knew him. I never knew him. I never knew him. I only came back from Nigeria in the 80s and I heard about him. And I took interest. Now look for his tapes to listen to, his cassettes, to listen to him. And I had the man who had understanding of, of ministry and of the Christian living. He was an armed robber. He, he never allowed that tag to follow him. Why are you allowing the one that you, were, you had to follow you? Then he said you were a womanizer. Who, who is a womanizer? And when you want to pray, sit and tell you, keep quiet, think God has forgiven you everything. You were made in his image. Whatever you desire to see, if you take the steps, you will see it. And no one is better than you. Stop being inferior. Stop. There is one thing I, I hate. When I talk to somebody and says, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm from a royal family. Yeah, I've met an ignorant person. An ignoramus. You are, you are what? You are a royal. And I'm not. Me. 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 The son of the most high. I'm not a royal. Do you have land? The land that you say you have, they belong to me. 
It was that understanding that made us crazy some years ago that we were changing landlords into tenants. What I'm talking to you about now. When they dropped that thing into us, we couldn't understand anything again. Landlord, they say, I want to increase price. Why now? Have you bought new cement? You know the same old cement? That you, that, the same blocks? What is new about the building? That you want to change price? Those were the times when we we'll go to an office and your boss said he will sack you. He said, why are you doing this now? You want to destroy yourself. You want to do what? There was an understanding of who we were and who we are. Who are you? Created in the image of God. After his likeness. Whatever God looks at, that's how you are. What he carries, you carry it. He says, he says, he says, the fullness of the Godhead is what? It's bodily in who? In Christ. And you are complete in him. So you, sitting down here, complete in him. You have the entirety of God on your inside. I did a teaching one time in Tema. I said the mystery in the pot. The mystery in the pot. Mystery. That you, as small as you are, very fragile. Very, very what? Fragile. So you, you carry God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. You. You. And then someone looks at you and, and insults you and you're angry. Why must you be angry? That's a blind man who doesn't see you well and talking. They don't know you. I've told you when I got born again, God handed me over to a man. He's, but I had understanding of some of these things. It was through him God gave me the foundation in the faith. And when somebody was misbehaving, he said, but stop, stop, stop. He doesn't understand. The day you understand, he won't talk like that. Leave him alone. Let him, let him go. Let him go. I never saw that man angry, not once. He said, the person is misbehaving because he doesn't know. Jesus said they God should do forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. Didn't they know that they were killing somebody? <laughs> didn't they know that they were killing somebody? He said forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. They had no knowledge of what they were doing, including their master, the devil. He said, the Bible said, had he known, if he had known. That killing this man will bring millions of people against him again. He would have sat somewhere. He killed him. The man went into the grave and then woke up. Multitude. Multitude from that time till now. And it will continue until he comes back. That's how people are coming to the faith day in, day out. Satan can't handle us again. On this side, somebody getting saved. On that side, somebody get, in front of him, he is standing there. And then people get saved. He didn't know. So don't let anybody push you out of your blessing. Don't let someone push you out of your success. That they are talking about you. Who else might they talk about? Huh? When a girl or a lady walks by and you see men 
talking, it, they are admiring the lady. So if you are that lady and they look at you, you should be happy. You see them talking. If you smile to yourself, then make the work a bit more intensive. Why? They are talking about you. You are the one they must talk about. Nobody else. You are made in the image of God. You are success bound. Whether Satan likes it or not, you must succeed. Image of God. The God who cannot fail. The image of God. The likeness of God. The God who doesn't give up. Whatever he begins, he finishes. And when he spoke, he said, he said, Zerubbabel, I just want you to understand something. You lay the foundation, you will do the finishing. So that is my nature. Don't think you will make it. Every building you have started doing now, you will finish it. Your project, you will finish the project. In the name of Jesus Christ. In your life, you will never see abortion. In the name of Jesus. Every vision God has given to you, not one shall be aborted. Everyone shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever he has told you, he is making it happen. You are a success. You are a success. You are a success. Whether Satan likes it or not, you are a success. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You are a success. See, I'm a success. I am a success. Woo! You see, there is nothing the devil can do about it. It's too late. Too late. One day, God said, the devil said something. He said, he said, he said, he said, friends, and there, there was the uproar, the roar of people. They shout hallelujah from that end. He said, Satan made a mistake of allowing you to come to this hall today. He should have stopped you in the house. He sat and watched you, and you entered here. Whether he likes it or not, you are going to be blessed today. You are created in the image and the likeness of God. There is nothing called failure about your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said repeatedly in the Bible, don't look to the left nor to the right. Do you know why? There's nobody like you. There's what? Nobody like you. So nobody is your competitor and there's no one like that. So stop looking at people. There's nobody like you. No one can take your place. So keep on going. Keep on what? Going. What he has begun with you, he will surely finish it. Amen. Glory to God. Now listen, friends. Take note of what I'm going to so have a close walk with the Holy Ghost. Present everything to him. He will release the warmth, the fire that needs to come down upon the situation. 
for a change. Check the word of God. Embrace it. There's something in the word for your success. It talks about your success. It talks about your health. It talks about your going forward. It talks about the good things that must happen to you. There's a voice in Zion that speaks concerning you. It is called the blood of sprinkling. It is speaking better things. Better than the blood of Abel that is asking for vengeance. But this blood of Jesus is speaking your success. When there's turbulence, the voice goes on you as success. You've got to hear that voice and also accept it that success. But there is what is required, total yieldedness, total surrender to the Holy Ghost and to the Word of God. Whatever God has said, do it. And you will succeed no matter what. Listen, friends, we have been told that you need capital. They said you need capital to go into business. And I said, what capital do you need? You don't need capital. You have capital already. Is anything bigger than God? So which capital? We talk about Accra. You are saying your village is capital. Capital of Ghana is Accra here. You may not like Accra, but what you can't change it. That's a capital. It must begin from here. And then the, the effect will reach in your village. If you hate Accra, you can stay in your village and die there. All the appointments are here. Is here. It must begin from here and then travel all the way to your village. If you miss your life, that's okay. You enjoy it. If it doesn't. But if you are smart, you fly in here. Catch the thing, then go back. The only capital that you and I need to do anything that we want to do is God. And he has never withheld himself from us. The Bible said, no good thing will he withhold from they that walk uprightly. No good thing. Man may promise you, I will give you money to start business. He meant it. But like I always say, if somebody says he'll give you money tomorrow and he gets a message today that his mother is sick, you think you abandon the mother and then go and give you the money? Haba. You too, you must understand now. He wanted to help you. He's limited. But this God is unlimited. What is that scripture in Romans chapter, chapter what? 10? Yeah. Verse 12. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. He is what? Rich to all who call upon him. And he added in verse 13. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means that what he is calling him for shall be delivered to him. He is rich unto all. So if the whole world, everybody in this world, at the same time, asks for something, he is able to give to all of them at the same time. 
So he is unlimited. The capital is with him. Is where? With him. God picks people and places them on your path. They serve you. When they finish, they go away. God put the testimony that uh, the accountant gave. What stopped that woman from going to work that day? She was an obstacle. And had to be put off. Very simple. The favor of God was at work on every side. Even those that were trying to terrorize her during the interview, they got up to come and help. God will plant people on your path. Don't ever say that I am a stranger here. You are not a stranger. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. All the people that they inside, they belong to him. Help always comes from him. Help is always coming from him. He brings people your way, people you have not met before. And when they see you, they begin to fraternize with you, ask questions and all that. Why are you here? Oh, you want to sell this? That's not a problem. Can we meet tomorrow? Why not? If I have to sleep at the filling station, I will go and sleep there. I meet you. We are looking for seats for church in Kumase 97 when the work began. The person that gave us is open space. You know, it, there, were, there was a building with stores under and then decked up there again. I just saw it. So I asked who knows the fellow. They mentioned, I said, please go and tell him that I want to use that place for church. And I don't have money to give to him. When he told me that, he said, what kind of person is that? I want to see him. So I went there. He said, Osofo, when I ask you permit, there are no need currency in I don't have one farthing to give to you. But I want to use a place for service. He said, what kind of church? I said, nothing. Apart from the word of God. We don't do anything. Ours is just the word of God. We are teaching people how to work with God. Look at Everybody in the area said he was a very bad man. Even when he gave us a place, one only said, this is the only good thing this man has done in life. I'm telling you. The only good thing. He now said, uh, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'll give the place to you. They are now asking, we are going to do something there. What, what maybe in future you will get it back. What do you want us to do? He said, you can just erase blocks. I said, don't worry. I need two offices in that place. We'll cover the place. He said, we'll leave the front. Don't use blocks there. I said, I hear. <laughs> I turned to go. He said, uh, I have some blocks there. I have some cement. I will give you one mason. The way you are looking for a thing very fast, you get another mason to help. I said, don't worry. Let your mason and the blocks appear. <laughs> we are ready. <laughs> we went to church on a Sunday like this. Now I said, friends, next Sunday, I'll be on top of that building. 
I'm not coming here. If you like, leave your benches here. I'll be there. And I didn't even go there. They carried their benches. It was a scene, very interesting one. Moving from the classroom to that place. And then, as we were going, one of my men, Pastor Paul, he said, Director, if you have some seeds to sell, want to buy. I didn't know that Paul had seen some seeds there in his, in his uh, one of the buildings before. And he didn't know whether he had, he had sold them or not. So when he said, the man said, uh, I have some seeds. I can give them to you and then you pay. I said, for the first three months, don't ask for money. He had 126 seats. 126. The ladies brought some kente here and there with their place, and then the area they said, well, there's a church that has started here. They came from America. There was no combo. But the one that provides capital to do capital things, he provided. And he has not changed. Even in this church, we have seen his hand. Tremendously. So why do you think that God will give you a vision and not provide a place for you? Why do you think so? You must get a capital. The only capital. Your business will go through. This year you are blessed. And blessed does not mean that fire is burning you. It's fire is burning on your inside. It's not burning on the outside. It is inside to make you do the impossible. And you are a success. In the name of Jesus Christ. Those three things, take note of them. I like you to be very conscious of who you are. When he created you, he put his breath in you. That was his spirit. The same thing Jesus did in John chapter 20, 20. And he breathed into them. To receive you, the Holy Ghost. That was a new creation. And he said, now I've done that one, but you need the Holy Ghost to come upon you. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost. God is a God of order. If you are here, you are not born again. The things we are talking about, you can only wish them, but you can't have them. You can do what? You can wish them, but you can't have them. You don't know who the Holy Ghost is. How are you going to sit down and talk with him? You know you are not filled with the Holy Ghost. You are born again. You are not filled with the Holy Ghost. Today I want you to stand aside. After service, you will be attended to. Hello? There is no time to waste. There is no what? Time to waste. I was telling Brother Maxwell this morning when he came to meet me at the office. I said, there's something I've been talking and thinking about for long, but yesterday night, the Holy Ghost just brought a thing back to me like this. It was like a deluge. And when it happens like that, you must go to any length to have it done. Today, you are here. You have been going to church. You see, I always say there's no shame in it. I got born again as an adult. As what? I was a lecturer. 
My students were there. They thought I was a Christian. So when the altar call was made, Satan told me, must you disgrace yourself? All these boys and girls are here. They will now go back and say, hey, sir, your pastor, he let you across, anyone here Christian? No. That the man said, I want to sit down like this. He said, sit down. You can go and see the preacher after. This man called Satan. He is full of tricks. He said, go and meet him after. When you meet him now, he will uh, organize things and then pray for you. And I, I said, no, 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 no. I stood up and I sat down. And something like a force just held me and carried me up. And then my hands were up like this. Adult, I was crying. Adult, ah, my God. I was crying. But within six months, I had become a completely different person. One of the way I was handling the word of God in six months. How many months? Six. It was amazing. That could not have been possible without the Holy Ghost. So whatever you are today, when we say get born again, and you say I've been in church, I was born. You can be born inside a church on the altar. It doesn't make you a Christian. Have all the names that your father gave you. My father gave you plenty of English names. One day I will tell you, but you pay money, sincerely speaking. It will me feel like that. I have names, though. I have names. I can count about seven of them. Yes. You don't know anything. There's somebody who is carrying your body name. I'm me now. Because every year you give me another one, every year. Whether you were forgetting the previous one, I didn't know. You were just adding. When you buy books, you bring another name. And, and put that good, put that his wonderful signature there. <laughs> the day I asked him, so which of the names am I using? He said, how many do you have? <laughs> but that never made me a Christian. Listen, at a point, my name was James Wesley. Don't let me hear you say it. It never made me a Christian. So there is nothing natural about you that makes you a Christian except when you walk to the cross of Jesus Christ and surrender yourself to him. And then things begin to happen to you. One of my friends was called James Wesley. That was my name. He picked that one and he added another two names to his own. He is still, <laughs> that's the one witness who don't carry me there. He still was not born again. But the day I got born again, all those names were changed. And I was given one name. It's not Isaiah. Isaiah is just part of that name. Isaiah means, it does what? It's salvation. Jehovah is salvation. That's the meaning. It's just part of the name. He gave me his name. Are you hearing me? And the name I carry rings bell everywhere. But we are known in heaven and on earth and beneath the earth. We are known everywhere we get to. We are known. 
and you don't want to be part of this family, rise to your feet. I'm a success. I'm not a failure. I cannot fail. I only do it better. In the name of Jesus. Now everybody lift up your two hands to heaven. And if you are here this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I'm inviting you now. I want to pray with you this morning. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I want to be a child of God. I need a change. Anybody like that, just walk to me here. I want to pray for you before I sit down. You want to surrender your will to Jesus. I want to be your own child. Baba, we got born again only once. I will still meet you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 